Hello and welcome to the Soundwave podcast, music, technology, stories. For people who love the art and science of listening to and enjoying recorded sound. Here it's all about the art and magic of sound reproduction and related human stories. We survey the music, technology, and stories from the early beginnings of relatively low, low fidelity to the heyday of the 70s high fidelity and to the modern age of digital and streaming. I'm your host, Pat Shepard. What Swedish band ushered out the heyday of analog audio? You know, vinyl records and cassette tapes? What adventure did I undertake that led me to this podcast? What was the first thing I unpacked when moving to a new dorm, apartment, or house? And how many grooves does a record actually have? Stay tuned for answers to all these questions and more. Today, I'm going to introduce this podcast, tell you what it's all about, what lies ahead. So let's get started. Over 40 years ago, I lived in a rural town and caught the audio file bug early. My father had an early component stereo system, you know, phonograph, receiver, and reel-to-reel tape deck, all mounted in this long wooden hutch. In the evenings and the weekends, the stereo was always tuned to the local NPR radio station playing classical music, which became the soundtrack to my upbringing. In addition, my father was an extremely talented musician who could perform just about, could play just about any in- instrument at all, and who would perform folk music with his group of like-minded friends at local concerts. More often than not, the themes of the music were about freedom, equality, and the struggle America and Americans went through to build this nation. I saw guys setting up the microphones and operating the reel-to-reel tape decks to capture the performances and thought, that was pretty cool. Years later, I found a few of those reel-to-reel tapes and digitized them to preserve them. I'll be talking about the process of preserving your old analog media in a future podcast, but here's a snippet from one of those concerts. In the town of Spring Hill, Nova Scotia, down in the depths of the Cumberland mine, there's blood on the coal and the miners lie in roads that never saw sun nor sky, roads that never saw sun nor sky. In the town of Spring Hill, you don't sleep easy. Often the earth will tremble and roll. When the earth gets restless, miners die. Blood and bone is the price of coal. Blood and bone is the price of coal. Then, in the 70s, through high school, I was a budding musician and it was all about listening to the radio and buying vinyl records to hear bands that I liked. I started out with a typical all-in-one stereo system, like so many of us probably had. They had the advantage of being low-priced, compact, and convenient, but they lacked any depth or power, or as it's known, high fidelity. I started reading about why separate components were better than all-in-ones and got really interested in why they were better. Well, they're modular, purpose-built, but they were rather expensive. 
I started building my system brick by brick or component by component and was able to hear the difference as my system grew and, and matured. At the same time, I was an avid reader of Stereo Review magazine and learned a whole lot about the physics and principles of sound reproduction. And of course, it was super cool to turn out the lights and watch all the meters and dials moving as the music played. I did that a lot. Fast forward to 1982 when the CDs first came out. The Visitors was the first album put out by a Swedish group uh, named ABBA. And so that launched the digital revolution with CDs replacing vinyl and cassette tapes, which all fell away rapidly to the side. CDs were much more convenient than vinyl records or cassettes and didn't lose any of the fidelity over time and, and multiple plays like those two media did. Interestingly, according to BBC, a report I read, by 2007, over 200 billion CDs had been bought and sold around the world. But while we gained some convenience, we lost something. The careful putting of the record on the turntable, using the mechanism to gently drop the needle into the groove, and sitting back, album cover in hand, listening to the music while admiring the uh, cover art and reading the lyrics and the liner notes and learning. A very tactile experience. So a fun fact, how many grooves does a record have? The answer is two, one on each side. So then the MP3 format came out, and with the launch of Apple iTunes, where people could buy individual songs, etc., CDs quickly dropped out of popularity. That launched us into the modern era, where many people's exposure to music is through streaming services, through earbuds, such as Apple AirPods, and smart speakers. Hey, I own and even love these very convenient and almost magical devices. But again, with the convenience, we kind of pulled further away from that physical analog experience. Yet, a few years ago, I was on a cleaning adventure, and I found my old records, reel-to-reel -reel tapes, cassette tapes, and a serviceable, serviceable turntable. And I felt it was a shame not to appreciate the great sound and experience of planning records and tapes. So I started to get back into vinyl records, which segued into a rekindling of my profound interest of all things audio, leading to where we are today, a journey of rediscovery in this podcast. So what is an audiophile? Well, Merriam-Webster says it's a person who is enthusiastic about high-fidelity sound reproduction. I will be an enthusiast taking us on a journey as I relearn the history and physics of analog sound reproduction, vinyl records, recording tapes, speakers, all that good stuff, but balanced out with a pre, uh, an appreciation for the magic, the magical art of listening and enjoying hi-fi and all that goes into it. My show will be less about the latest gobbledygook 3000 amplifier with coaxial flim-flam, but about how the principles of sound transduction go into what you hear from the recording studio uh, to the speakers in, the, in your living room. I will really try to dive into some of the stories and history behind all these topics. I will discuss all kinds of things, including perhaps an interview with somebody who's a voice actor for audio, creating audiobooks, which I think is fascinating. 
So I will not exclude high-end components or even digital audio, but we'll feature them in a balanced perspective with moderate-range analog equipment and methods taking center stage. So just a little bit more about my relevant background. My studies really started in high school. I was uh, really super interested in hi-fi back in the 70s, where I devoured books like the Recording Studio Handbook and magazines like Stereo Review. My college major was in radio, television, and film, and I did lots of work with audio and video production. My two favorite classes of all were the physics of sound and electronics. I still have those two textbooks to this very day. I've been a musician for many years, and I still play. I did audio production at a college before my job, my current job in computers. And I've built and rebuilt my own speakers. And the stereo was the absolutely the first thing I would unpack when I moved from one house or dorm or apartment or whatever to another. The stereo system always came out first, turned on, and then I used that as a, I did the rest of the work of unpacking. Some key points about this podcast. I have developed the skill for taking complex topics and making them simple. And I tend to cover uh, technical topics, but to keep the science balanced with simplicity and understandability. While I will cover technical topics, this podcast will not be overly technical. But as we go along and learn more, we can get more into technical concepts and ideas. But I will be relearning these concepts along the way as well. I'm not an analog snob. Heck, I'm in computers, so I like bits and bytes as well. But uh, analog audio will be our initial focus. I've listened to some really good uh, audiophile podcasts that are out there, and I will call them out and reference them, but I won't try to duplicate them. I'm quite a researcher and a planner, so I hope that these podcasts will stay tight and uh, interesting and not rambling. In fact, I'm a big subscriber to the idea. Mark Twain apologized to somebody when he uh, wrote to them, I don't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. And I always believe it takes a little bit more work to write a tight and concise thesis or topic. So we'll try and keep this tight. Okay, on to podcast roadmap. Where are we going? I think the next podcast is going to be something I will title Realistic Beginnings, where my humble beginnings like yours. I'll probably talk about somewhere along the way the magic of the analog experience, some great stories of history about inventors, innovators behind the world of audio. I'll be talking about salvaging and saving your analog audio and videotapes, which I've certainly been through. I'll talk about buying equipment, vintage equipment and whatnot on eBay. I have some recent experience around that as well. I'll try and do some album reviews. I'll do product reviews. And uh, uh, like I said, I'd like to do some interviews and have some guests on the show as well. So this podcast was our introduction to the show, uh, giving you an idea of who I am and what the show is about, a roadmap of what is coming. So the call to action is visit my website at www.thesoundwaveshow.com. This is the companion to this podcast, which will have diagrams, links, and other relevant information about each podcast. You'll have 
references to other materials and if I talk about or reference a particular article or whatever I'll put the author in the annotation there as well um, so please subscribe like send comments and stay tuned for the next episode realistic beginnings and uh, hope to see you there this show was produced by Pat Shepard all content except for noted is copyright Pat Shepard and the soundwaveshow.com 2021. The intro and the outro music is something I created in uh, GarageBand. See you next time.